Alright troops, gonna give a quick heads up that what you're about to pipe in your lugs is the glacier ramblings of twa numpties needs us. So I didn't complain, I've tell you. Enjoy the brobrich nicht and nicht and didn't be a fear we're bearing, alright? Welcome to Brother Day Space War Edition. I'm Matthew. I'm Judah. There's one space war, and that's the one we're going to talk about. The one in space. Uh, it's Star one. Wars, guys. Uh, episode 5. We uh, we did 4 last time. That's a good sequence to do it in. Yep. Eventually, uh, eventually Katie did watch the movie. She oh, also what? has watched this one. Oh, damn. Well, she'd never seen him before, so now she's two in. Yeah, and then after that, she was like, so should I watch uh, Return of the Jedi? And I, had to, I told her, well, it's going to be another month before we do that podcast, so... It definitely won't know, be fresh. Up to you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll recap it, so whatever. Yeah, I mean, um, but did you tell her that these were the best two? These are probably the best two, the ones, the first two that we're doing? I mean, I think she already knew that, but okay. yeah. Yeah, kind of. Uh, well, you know. Too bad for her, I guess. Um, all right, guys. So, you know what we're doing. Uh, it's the same scoring system that we use on the Star Treks. Again, we did episode four last time. Now we're up to episode five. We do have some notes from Shannon and Barry. We will cover those when it is time. Um, yep. But for now, I say we jump in. Let's do it. Uh, not now, honey, please. I'm, I'm right in the middle of a... Uh giant space war. I I enjoy talking to you. Uh, yes, you do, but like I said, this uh, space war, what can I do? Alien. Boy, Matt, I just noticed in that uh, in that drop that she uh, she professes an emotion for him and then he does not reciprocate it. Isn't that weird? Isn't that, That's so isn't weird. that a, fun co- a fun little coincidence in that clip about a space war? Well, it probably won't come up. Um... My favorite part of that is when he says, yes, you do. (laughs) And she says she enjoys talking to him. I lie. Uh, Every part of it's my favorite part. All right. Uh, These rebels, they've been running from the Empire ever since the Death Star blew up, um, with Luke's band settling on Hoth. But Vader's probe droids have been looking for him, and um, sure enough, one of them crashes down on the ice planet. Is Hoth a nice planet or a nice moon? I can never keep it straight in Star Wars. You know, I think in the crawl it actually says the frozen world of Hoth or the ice planet of Hoth, something okay. like that. So I guess it's a whole planet. But I yeah. can never. Look, they, some people have got this Star War knowledge and I don't have it. They do seem to really love the idea of a habitable moon surrounding a gas giant. So you never do know. Yeah. Um, Luke. He's out patrolling on a Tauntaun. That's like a funny upright horse. Yeah, it's got... It's like a... If a llama was a bighorn sheep. Also. <laughs> yeah, that's a good... That's a good description. 
but it ran like a T-Rex, but it was T-Rexy also. It is kind of T-Rexy for sure. With those little arms. It seems like it'd be hard to ride. Also, it doesn't seem like they're well adapted to this planet. No, I don't know why they live here. If in the middle of the night they die, they must have brought them here. These they must have they... come from that forest world. Uh, I I have to. So we don't know. It's not clear how much time has passed between yeah. the end of the Death Star and this. It Luke certainly looks doesn't a say lot in different. The crawl. Yeah, uh, and they've definitely had time to have adventures. It could be any anything from a couple of weeks and Luke just cut his hair to. Um, well, I think most people, the consensus is that it has been three years. So oh, maybe there was some intermediate planet because at the end of the last one, the Empire knew where their base was. So they probably had to move right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe they didn't have time to take all the horses with them. Yeah, maybe this is from some intermediate planet where these weird upright bighorn sheep made more sense. Well, anyway, like you said, they aren't good at being in the cold. They're not good at it. Um... Anyway, so he's patrolling on his Tauntaun. Uh, he calls Han, I guess, is doing another patrol, and tells him uh, he's going to check out a meteorite strike. That must be that uh, that probe droid. Um, so he's going to go do that, and Han goes back to the base. Um, unfortunately, he gets attacked by a Yeti, and the Yeti drags him away to his cave or whatever. Yeah. He was out looking for life science. He didn't find any. Maybe he had the... He had the thing in the wrong mode. Because <laughs> he didn't read that Yeti, you mean? Because he had no idea that Yeti was there. Yep. Yeah, who knows? There must have been... There could have been lots of life signs out there, actually. I mean, to be to be fair, I think Han had his on a bad setting, too. Or maybe the batteries were dim or something. Yeah, dude, because they got Because a, he was like, yeah, there's no... There's no fucking oven here. The fucking roadie or whoever was setting that equipment up set it up wrong. So everybody grabbed him on the wrong setting. Um... Anyway, Han, I guess, is leaving. He, uh, they ran into a, a fucking bounty hunter on uh, Ord, Ord Mantel. In yeah. Ord Mantel. Yep. Uh, and so he's got to uh, he's got to run and pay off his debt to Jabba the Hutt. Um, so he's leaving and saying his goodbyes. He gets in an argument with Princess Leia because she won't like have a breakdown about him leaving. Um, and he goes and he turns off his communicator. So C-3PO has to come in and tell him in person that Luke never came back. He never checked in. Uh, again, despite being warned that the Tauntaun sucks in the cold and it's going to definitely bog down and probably explode. The guy says that explode. It's weird that he said that because it doesn't make sense. No. Um, he's that he takes the Tauntaun out to go looking for Luke. So I guess those guys are pretty close these days. Um... Luke, uh, Luke wakes up in that Yeti cave dangling from the ceiling, which he is now frozen in. Um, but he can't free himself or reach the lightsaber, so he, like, focuses up real good. And he uses the force to grab it. And then, um, you know, he cuts himself free, cuts the monster's arm off in slow motion before, uh, running out into a giant blizzard and not staying in the, the cozy yeah, Yeti I don't, cave. I don't know if Luke went to high school. Um, boy i didn't see high school (laughs) this is the only episode this is the only movie that suggests that he can read when he reads a little thing from r2d2 but uh if he did go to high school and he did have a football coach he's probably real proud of luke for focusing up here (laughs) that's right he really like he he visualized visualized it yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) he just really puts his hands on his on the sides of his head and he just goes okay what this is gonna look like is telekinesis Okay, I can do telekinesis now. Um, anyway, he runs out into the snow like an idiot. 
Uh, so that's not going to go so well because he got a head wound and it's cold out there. Uh, Leia hasn't heard back from Han or Luke and she is told that if they don't close this fucking door to this base, it's going to be bad news for everybody. So she has them close the door and now who knows if either of them will come back. Um, I mean, C-3PO has some odds on it, but he's a, he's a fucking tool. Well, he's got to be a little R2-D2 about the odds too, so. <laughs> he's uh, been wrong before. That guy? Oh, I've worked with him many times. He's in prime condition. Also, he's a piece of shit. Always getting us in trouble. <laughs> that guy, I mean, he sucks, am I right? Fucking C-3PO. What a little piece of crap. If I were Luke in that last movie, man, I would have thrown him right back into that pile of droids. <laughs> Said, get the fuck out of here. You suck. It would have been great if uh, after he came back from seeing Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru all burned to hell, he... Uh, he let uh, R2 and Ben Kenobi get on board and just uh, drove away and left C-3PO <laughs> with the, at the sand crawler. Or if he told them that on the way to uh, uh, Mos Eisley or whatever, that he'd have to um, he'd have to make one quick stop and then he finds that fucking cargo van that dropped off all those droids. It just gets, <laughs> yes. his, just gets his money back and then keeps going. <laughs> uh, all right. <clears throat> Luke is uh, delirious in the snow. He's collapsed, and he has a a real strong Force ghost vision of Obi-Wan telling him to go to Dagobah and learn the ways of the Force from uh, Jedi Master Yoda. That's the guy who trained me, not Liam Neeson. I don't know a <laughs> Liam Neeson. I don't know what you're talking about. It was Yoda who trained me. Um, uh, And that's when uh, Han finds him. Um, I don't know how he did that unless he fixed his little life sign detector. Yeah, he had a big. Um, he had like one of Mom's police scanners from the eighties. Uh-huh. It was like it was like huge and had two big screw-on antennas on it. <laughs> so was, I guess that helped. That was good enough for him. Uh, yeah. So like Khan was warned about that Tauntaun explodes, and um, so he uses uh, he uses its carcass to keep Luke warm until he can erect a shelter. He's very handy. Um. The next day, a flight of speeders finds them and brings them home. So uh, Han saved the day, and uh, Luke is Luke meets a new droid in the the medical bay. He's got a weird grill face. <laughs> oh yeah, he's got an old Sure microphone for a mouth. <laughs> yes, exactly right. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, he's fixing up Luke, and uh, you know Leia comes in, and she and Han are arguing, and to uh, prove that she doesn't give a shit about Han, she plants a big fat kiss on Luke, who uh, is quite pleased. Han, Han tries the uh, high school move where he just tells everybody that they did sex because that now her reputation's ruined, so she might as well. <laughs> yep. Um, but it don't work too good with her. No, he's got lots of strategies in this one. He'll use another one later that works a little bit better. Uh, uh, General Reekin gives the rebels the bad news. Um, they've detected the Imperial probe droid. So that was that meteorite Luke was looking for earlier when that Yeti attacked him. Um, Han and Chewie go out into the snow and, uh, they blast the shit out of it, but they figure the Empire knows where they are now, so they have to evacuate again. Uh, on Vader's ship, uh, overlooking the rest of the fleet, he interrupts an argument between an admiral and, uh, one of his other officers about, uh, the report from Hoth. And he can sense that Luke Skywalker is there. He, again, in the crawl, it talks about how he's been keeping a close eye on this fucking kid. Or rather, he's been trying to keep a close eye on him. 
Um, the fleet drops out of hyperspace and the rebels activate the energy shield, hoping to give their transports uh, time to escape and forcing the Empire to attack them on the surface. Also, they got a pretty cool ion cannon, the rebels do. They should use, they should get 50 of those. They should have had, like, the energy shield is pretty good, to be yeah. fair. They do have to attack them on the planet. Like, it works they pretty good. They have to good. attack them on the planet. The, they got a big walker, has to get pretty close before it can blow it up. But, uh, those ion cannons, you know, like two a shots. More ion cannons would have been good. Two shots knocked out one of those destroyers. Um, anyway, um, Vader is mad when he finds out that they, uh, they fucking warped in too close to the planet and gave up their element of surprise. And uh, he fucking gets the guy on a conference call. And he's mad that the guy keeps typing and it's too loud. And he keeps saying, <laughs> who's typing? It's <laughs> very can, rude. Can somebody go on mute, please? <laughs> and whoever's typing, go on mute. And he fucking force chokes the shit out of him virtually. And uh, kills him. And he promotes... Um, most, I don't know, the other guy to Admiral. What's the other guy's name? Piat. Yeah, Piat. 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 Well, yeah. it's, it's it's spelled the same as Adam Piat, who was in Oakland. Hey, he's the one who got meningitis. You remember that guy? I, I didn't remember that he got meningitis somehow, but yeah, I do remember his existence. He got meningitis and he lost like 40 pounds. Then he tried to come back. He wasn't very good anymore because of the meningitis. Um... Uh, uh, let's see, that's where that ion cannon comes in. It allows the first transport to escape and the evacuation's in full swing. Uh, Luke leads the speeders out, or I guess his uh, rogue squadron out against the uh, Imperial walkers. And they use some cool tow cables to trip them up and they bring one down. They keep talking about how they're, um, they're fucking armored or blaster proof or whatever. But as soon as that one's down with its face in the fucking snow, they just shoot it right in the top of it and it blows up. So... Yeah, if they'd had a, I mean, I don't know. They do have fighters like Luke's X-wing is hanging around. They should maybe have not sent these speeders, which seem to only be able to fly in ground effect. That's what I was saying. Like, uh, how come they couldn't do a loop and come come up on yeah, one? Yeah, they should have shot him from above for sure. You get some, just get a Dauntless or an Avenger out there. Yeah, just do some dive bombing. It'll be pretty good. Um, let's see. The rebels uh, speed up their evacuation. Um, by the way, earlier, so Han and Chewie go out there to fucking go after that droid, and then Han and Luke had been out, um, doing whatever they were doing, looking for life signs or whatever. Well, now we see that the Rebels have got, like, a huge army. They got, like, a trench yeah. warfare and shit. They all trenched out. And it's like, how come they never send any of these fucking dudes out? No scouts. Just make one of those guys a scout. Why, yeah. why do we gotta send Han Solo out? Uh, let's see. Luke's speeder crashes. Uh, he escapes the wreckage, but his, uh, his co-pilot does not. And, um, he uses a grappling hook to toss a grenade into the belly of another, uh, of those walkers. So that's two down. Um, not that you can tell. Because there's a lot of those fucking walkers. Uh, Han finally gets Leia out of the command center and leaves, uh, with her in the, f uh, sorry, leaves to go to the Falcon uh, after the uh, energy shield is destroyed and Vader enters the base. All Vader can do is watch the Falcon and Luke's X-Wing take off. But uh, instead of going to the rendezvous, Luke goes to Dagobah. Well, he had to repeat it several times earlier. He did have to say Dagobah a bunch, and he also has to convince R2-D2 that that's really what he wants to do. 
I mean, R2D2 is so concerned he tries to like, hey, can we do autopilot maybe? And Luke's like, nah, I'm gonna keep manual control for a while. He asks him like three times, and Luke's like, nah, I, uh, I think I'm just gonna, I'm gonna cruise for a while. Don't worry about it, R2. Yeah, earlier when he was in the snow, he just kept repeating, Dagobah, Ben, Dagobah, Ben. Um. Uh, anyway, so that's where he's going. He's going to Dagobah, and uh, he's not helping the Falcon, which is very much not safe. Uh, it can't go to hyperspace because it's been broken this whole time, and they didn't have time to fix it good. So they have to fly into this asteroid field. Um, they uh, shake, like, four fighters, and then they land in the middle of a big old asteroid in this nasty old cave. Meanwhile, Luke crashes his X-Wing on Dagobah. Um... There's not a good explanation as to why he does this. I think his scopes are out, but he just flies it into a swamp. Just noses down into the swamp. Yeah, he tells R2, I'm going to start the landing cycle, and then just fucking flies <laughs> through a bunch of trees and vines and crashes right into a swamp. How come there's no thing where R2 bleeps and bloops up and he goes, That is the landing cycle! You just saw it! Don't talk to me about that. I'm the best bush room. But best bush pod in the outer rim territories. Big said so. <laughs> you can't check up on it because he's dead. <laughs> yeah. I just don't know what a swamp is. I never never seen one. I didn't know there was gonna be all this mist and, and there swamp aren't clouds on Tatooine. <laughs> uh. Anyway, R two falls into the swamp. It's a fine. It's fine. He's waterproof. He's also water monster proof. A monster tries to eat him, but then it spits him out. Um. Uh, Luke immediately starts to question where they're coming here uh, because a mean schizophrenia voice told him to, whether that was a good idea. Yeah, also he tells R2 to taste a gorilla's ass. <laughs> not great. Tells it's not to great. Taste an alpaca's dick with Lowry seasoning salt. <laughs> yeah. Taste an alpaca's raw dick with Lowry seasoning salt. <sighs> uh, Luke's crazy is what I'm saying. Um... Uh, Admiral Piat, Piat, Admiral Piat, uh, interrupts Vader sitting in his crazy egg to tell him the Millennium Falcon is, uh, it's in the asteroid field and, uh, Vader throws a real tantrum and tells him he wants the ship and he closes his egg back up so he can go back to reading his adult cartoons. <laughs> that's a good read on Vader. I think that's probably correct. Um, Luke, uh, Luke makes camp in this swamp and starts wondering how he's going to find Yoda. Uh, cause he just crashed randomly in this, um, unless this planet is like the size a of whole, a city block a planet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't really know what his plan is. I, I hope he brought his life sign detector. Um, but a little frog dude comes up behind him all weird little Muppet asking why Luke's there. The explanation for this, right? Is that Yoda brought down his X-wing? I mean, that could be it. Right. Like uh, that's that's the I, only that in my mind that's the only thing that makes sense is Yoda just crashed that fucking thing into a swamp for him. Yeah, because uh, otherwise the um, <clears throat> we'd have to have R two and C three PO tell us the odds on this of him he crashing thirty five feet from Yoda. He doesn't know what Yoda even looks like. If he'd landed on the other side of the planet, uh, <laughs> Yoda would have died before he found him. Well, we know he's not that far from it, so yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, anyway, this little Muppet 
starts uh, going through his pack and eating his rations, and like he wants to hold his flashlight. Um, he's kind of like a. He seems like he maybe lost his marbles or something. I mean, he seems like he lives by himself in a swamp, so it makes sense. He's kind of like uh, Coco Joe in that way, or Amos Moses, maybe. <laughs> you know, yes. any one of the intellectual properties belonging to uh, Jerry Reed. Yep. Yeah. Is this the Etowah? Did he crash at the Etowah? He probably crashed in the Etowah River, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, they call this little goblin the Etowah River Swamp Rat, and folks despised him. Um Anyway, um, this guy seems to know where Yoda is, uh, but he keeps telling Luke to be patient, and that eventually he'll get to meet Yoda. But first, you got to come to my house and um, you got to see my cool doll collection or whatever he's going to show him. Um. Meanwhile, uh, on the Falcon. Um, by the way, is it Falcon or Falcon? Because it. By the way, is it Han or Han? Yeah, it's, uh, it's all. These are all very good questions. <laughs> uh, it is as if the director and all of the continuity people who worked on this movie cannot distinguish between those two vowel sounds for some reason. It's insane how half the people call them Han and half call them Han, but I think most people call it the Falcon. Yeah, well... Which is wild. Harrison Ford definitely pronounces it Falcon only. Yeah, I... What's a Falcon? Yeah, well... Anyway. Um, It's the ship that made the Kessel Run in... Have you not heard of it? I'm oh, sorry, but it's, uh, it's the fastest spe- piece of space junk there is, is what we're going to find out. Um, anyway, Han manages to uh, hypnotize Leia into a, a super good kiss. Uh, C-3PO, not as interested in that as he was as when she kissed Luke. Yeah, that's true. I don't know true. if you noticed that. He, like, runs up to, to get a fucking front row seat when she kisses Luke, but he's not that interested in her making out with Han. Does that mean that C-3PO knows something? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I will say that Katie pointed out that Leia is real smoochy. Yeah, she is. That she kisses people for all occasions, all the time. I think uh, she's just like, it was still a seven, was this 80 now? Were you in 1980? Yeah, this is 1980. Maybe she's not just a good hippie. Um, But yeah, she like, uh, she does a lot of cheek kisses and full mouth kisses. Um, <clears throat> the emperor calls, he calls Vader and he tells him, Hey, I didn't know if you, if you were aware of this, but this kid you've been trying to chase this Luke Skywalker, the, this, uh, Jedi apprentice from Tatooine named Luke Skywalker. His last name Skywalker, right? So you can understand, don't make me say the whole thing. Can you finish my thought just so that I know we're on the same page? His name's what is, Luke Skywalker. What is- what is thy bidding, my master? Okay, well, I guess I'll tell you then. Um, so that Luke Skywalker, because his name's Skywalker, that's Anakin, Anakin Skywalker. You know, you know who he is, The one who's right? hanging out with Obi-Wan. The, you know who he is? The Jedi apprentice. Do I have to tell you who that is? <laughs> well, anyway, it's his kid. I mean, obviously. So, uh, anyway, I wanted to let you know that we have to kill him, because he's... Uh, I got, I'm sensing it. I focused up real good, and I can sense that he's going to train and become a Jedi now. I visualized it, and we can't let him become a Jedi. I went into this cave I found behind my house, and <laughs> I got in a duel with him. And when I cut off his head, I was in the, I was, in, I cut off his head, and he had a mask on, and I looked at the mask, and I was in the mask. Me, the yeah. Emperor. So, we got to kill that guy. Got to kill him. And then that's Vader's. What, that's what the cave told me. 
Vader's like, oh, he's a- he's Anakin Skywalker's kid. Well, then maybe we shouldn't kill him. Maybe we should turn him, not for sentimental reasons, just because it's a good plan. And the Emperor's way into that idea. So now, so now Vader's plan is to turn him and turn him over to the dark side. Um. Anyway, um. Where was I here? Oh, okay, so uh, Yoda keeps dropping hints. That, sorry, Yoda. <laughs> the, little, the little Muppet keeps dropping hints that he is Yoda. But uh, Luke's an idiot, and he doesn't really understand what's happening. So eventually, uh, the Muppet just starts talking to Obi-Wan's ghost and basically admits that he is Yoda. He uh, he tells Luke and uh, Obi-Wan that he's not going to train this kid. Besides, he's too old. Yeah. Can't train him now. Too old to begin the training. And um, Obi-Wan vouches for him because he he should say, I knew him when I was alive. (laughs) That would be a good, he doesn't say that, but he should. Uh, Anyway, he convinces Yoda, I guess. Um, Meanwhile, this cave that the Falcon is in is getting uh, bombed by some fighters uh, when uh, a nasty old bat attaches itself to the windshield and Han and Leia go out there to see what's going on outside. It's some Minox. Those are bats. They could just say bats. Yeah. And they're big, um, but like they're still bats. Chewie takes a pot shot at one, but then the whole cave starts shaking because um, it's not a cave, dude. It's um, it's a giant monster. Yeah. That lives inside this asteroid that eats spaceships that come by, but like... Yeah, How many did, spaceships it, can come by? It 100% did not notice when they landed inside its throat, <laughs> but it definitely does not like being shot with blasters. No. Yeah, whatever engines that the uh, the Falcon has did not seem they're to bother extremely, it. They're extremely gentle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice little throat massage for it. Uh, well, when you're going into an asteroid, you definitely want to set your engines to uh, theme song from Cheers. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to go in there fucking blasting... Um, God, are there any aggressive theme songs? Well, in the J.J. Abrams verse, it would be Sabotage by the Beastie Boys. Yeah, that's right. God. Uh, anyways, so it's a monster, and they got to get out of there before it, I guess, decides to consciously eat them. Um, yeah. So they uh, blast off, and they, oh, they escape just through its teeth, or nick a time or whatever, back out into that asteroid field where the uh, the Empire's waiting for them. Um, back on Dagobah, Luke is... Uh, <laughs> He's um, run, 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 and jumping. Yep. And Yoda's his backpack, and Yoda's telling him all about the dark side of the Force uh, and how it's definitely not stronger. Don't ever say that. It's not stronger. It's just like easier, and also better, and you know, stronger too. And definitely don't like. Don't even get started with it. Like, don't even fuck around with it. This is not marijuana. This one is a heroin. Don't do it. <laughs> That's right. There's no, uh, you're right. This is not going to be an easy entry. Um, anyway, Yoda's sitting on a rock and he looks real pissed off and he tells, uh, tells Luke to get in that cave over there. He says, go in the cave. Don't bring your weapons. But Luke brings his weapons. Um, and he goes into the cave to see whatever test is inside the cave. And fucking Darth Vader's in there. Yeah. But, Darth Vader, like that Yeti, is in slow motion. And then they do a fight, but this time, Luke's the Yeti. (laughs) And Darth Vader's... No, wait, he beat the Yeti that time. So he's still Luke. (laughs) And Darth Vader's the Yeti. That's right. 
and he gets his head cut off and um you know but then he looks under the the scary Darth Vader mask and it's fucking Luke's head in there yeah it's spooky shit yeah that's what was in that he did he pass the test I don't know back on Vader's big ship he's getting sick of this he's getting sick of this hunt for the Millennium Falcon so mm. he has gathered together you know eight or nine uh, bounty hunters. They got all the greats are there. They got IG-88. They got Forlom. Do they have Blarg? They got, they got Bosk. Oh, uh, that's who they got. I see. I was hoping for Blarg, but I'll, I guess I'll settle for Bosk. Boba Fett's there. Vader sasses him about no disintegrations. Mm. Uh, so he's assembled these people to catch the Falcon. Anyway, the destroyer Avenger has uh, spotted the Falcon anyway, and is chasing him out of the asteroids. By the way, that must be so annoying if you're those bounty hunters. You get yeah, called in. Definitely at this moment, they do seem like it does seem like they're not going to get paid, and like they're they're not going to be able to expense their mileage to Vader. No. That dude force chokes people. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, like, and he seems to change uh, agreements on the fly. So, yeah, yeah, we'll learn this about <laughs> him. He doesn't honor his agreements anyway. Um, so the this ship is uh, shooting up the Millennium Falcon, and they lose their rear shield. So uh, Han turns around as if he's going to attack them, but then he just like flies right over their bridge, and it's real scary, like that first movie of the train coming into the station, because <laughs> definitely both of the officers we see on the bridge duck. Yeah, uh, and then they just can't fucking find the Millennium Falcon. That's fucking Han Solo for you, always buzzing the tower. <laughs> yep, he learned that at Top Gun. Probably. He did. He did. And uh, Captain Nita goes uh, over to Vader's ship to apologize in person for losing them. That's probably not going to be good, but we don't find out right away. Uh, no, well, now he knows he can't just sit and wait for a conference call because you can still die that way. Oh, so. yeah. You definitely can't just uh, like wait it out. So <laughs> yeah. He's trying to get in front of it, I guess. Yeah. Um, back on Dagobah, Luke's training seems to be coming along pretty nicely because now he can do handstands and lift stones with his mind. With his special uh, gift? With his special gift, some might say. Mm. But then his ship starts sinking into the swamp all of a sudden and he loses his concentration. Yoda tells him to use the damn force. Mm to lift his ship out and he almost manages it like it's going pretty good but then for some reason he just gives up halfway through yeah he's a real quitter yeah yoda gives him a big lecture about how the force is fucking everywhere between you me the rock that tree even between the land and the ship mm. and then when luke's just goes away and pouts he just lifts it out himself it's sort of like earlier when he was hoping Luke would get something out of what he was saying. Yeah. And then and gave still, up. But it, yeah, but he just has to give up and do the damn thing, right? <laughs> yep. Um, Vader chokes Captain Nita to death, as expected. Uh, and then they just figure, well, the Millennium Falcon is in hyperspace somewhere. So, you know, tell everyone to look out for it and uh, get the fleet on out of this dumb system. Yeah. But it, it's not gone. It didn't go nowhere. No. It's hiding on the back of that ship it flew over. It must have that must have been a really good landing. It must that have must have been so gentle again. It's a very gentle and quick for them to just yeah. be like, I fucking disappeared. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of the uh flying to flying below the radar idea. Like maybe the ship can't sense that close to itself. I don't oh, know. Maybe, yeah. Um uh, Bahan knows that there's the standard Imperial procedure is right before they go to light speed, they just dump their trash into space wherever they are. <laughs> they really do suck. 
it sucks real bad what they do. It's <laughs> like just a cruise ship just dumping garbage into the ocean. I assume that's what they do, right? I probably. I think yeah. they're not supposed to, but I think we all know they do. I think they do. Uh, this this works. The fleet all leaves, and it seems like they're going to get away. But there was uh, someone did one even better because one of the pieces of garbage that came out was a whole ship. <laughs> yeah. And it gives chase. And also, no one on the Millennium Falcon notices it. No. It gives chase in a real secret way, despite the fact that it looks like it's... I guess it's doing the Grand Theft Auto mission where you can't get too close or you'll spook them. <laughs> yes, and Han Solo is about as aware as the bad AI in that game. Exactly. Sorry, Han Solo. Sorry, Han Solo. At this point in Luke's training, Yoda is apparently trying to teach him a lesson about how to look how to, how uh, how to look into the future by standing on his head, and he gets a vision of Han and Leia in pain in a city in the clouds. Uh oh. And that kind of derails the training because he immediately wants to run off and help them. Yeah. And Yoda tells him, don't do that. Hey, don't. <laughs> that was not the point of this. You came all the way here. I crashed your fight. I mean, your fighter crashed. And now you're just going to leave? We'll get into it. But how long have you been here? <laughs> yeah. uh, don't don't go. You're, you, maybe you can help them. Maybe. But you will destroy everything they've been working for. So stay here and finish your training. Yeah. Um, but he's, we know he's not gonna, no, he's anyway, a, he's a real impulsive fucking little brat. You're right. Anyway, because he was seeing the future, it's at this point that the Millennium Falcon gets to Cloud City. Yeah. Where Han knows the administrator, Lando Calrissian, a guy who he doesn't trust, but who appears to have turned into kind of a responsible businessman now. Yeah. He and Chewie do a bit about how, uh. No, I'm sure he's I'm sure he's forgotten all about that incident. Right. That Whatever. was that was years ago. Whatever thing that happened between them. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh 3PO gets distracted and wanders away from the tour. And uh It's really true. Whatever, I have no idea what he's supposed to be doing. He hears beeping and he thinks it's R2D2. <laughs> be- despite the fact that, that there, there are was a million a red, of those that there was a red R2 unit on tat crash on Tatooine also. <laughs> These things must be so common. Yeah. Uh, anyway, despite that, he thinks it's the one R two D two, and he uh, he goes looking for it, and he just gets blown up. Yep. Like, blown really up like blown a tauntaun. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yoda has called in backup. He's got Obi Wan's ghost, and because Luke has cl- has apparently probably just gave up on training and spent the last twelve hours cleaning off his speeder, or yeah. cleaning off his X wing because it doesn't have seaweed on it anymore, and he pulls a snake out of the end. That's what his force powers were able to accomplish. He was able to yeah. get all that seaweed off. So they both try to talk him out of going after this vision of his because he's in a real delicate position, emotions and dark side of the force wise. Yep. <laughs> And they are worried that he's going to become another Vader. But he's a big dummy. So he definitely is going to go. They give him some last minute advice about uh, don't succumb to hate Vader. Don't do that. If you're going to fight Vader, (laughs) just don't do that thing. One of them goes, don't do that. Exactly. Then he leaves and Yoda and Obi-Wan sit in the dark and have a cryptic little chat about whether there's any more hopes. Luke was the new hope, but is there a newer one? And Yoda seems Yoda thinks yes. Yeah, he comes down on on yes on this one. 
Yeah. Uh, also, I guess we find out when the X-Wing flies away, that whole swamp becomes dark. It's very strange. Yeah, the only lights in the <laughs> swamp at, at that point were the lights on the fucking X-Wing, yeah. for sure. Back in Cloud City, Leia is... Uh, everyone's changed clothes. Leia's done her hair differently. Everyone is worried about missing C-3PO, and she particularly doesn't trust Lando. Yeah, he's uh, he's pretty greasy. Notice Han doesn't call him Londo. I know. I, they all agree that it's Lando. It's his, I guess it's because it's his name, maybe. <laughs> like, he gets to choose how it's pronounced. Yep. Uh, anyway, yeah, everyone agrees it's Lando. Yep. Uh, Chewie uh, has found the fucking junk room slash smelter in yes. Cloud City. And he fights off a bunch of Ugnaughts to collect all of 3PO's parts. And I guess he probably gets them all. Dude, when he was in there getting those parts, I I, I thought I was playing Skyrim collecting some fucking dwemer fucking it's real dwemery down there you're not wrong for sure a fucking mechanical spider should have come out with a jewel in its back and shot lightning (laughs) shot lightning at him exactly um so chewie shows up with all these busted parts and then lando busts in and says hey it's dinner time but no 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 this is please what he says is i'm inviting i invite you to join me for refreshment sure refreshment right i'd be like i would ask the question is that like dinner because i'll eat dinner but i don't know what else you're talking about on the way to dinner yeah they uh lando does a bunch of talk about uh how precarious his position is and how he's made a cool cool deal and then they get to the door, and it turns out <clears throat> that it's all a trap. Uh-huh. Uh, Vader is sitting in there very dramatically with <laughs> his cool friend, Boba Fett. <laughs> and it's like... He's been there since before the Falcon arrived, which was hours ago, at least. Yeah. Just... And so, like, at some point, he told Lando, okay, a little later... Like maybe around dinner time. I want you to bring them here. Tell them, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be waiting behind the door. Tell them there's refreshment. They're gonna fucking hate it. Maybe that's why he uses the word refreshment. Maybe that was a a note that was given to him from Darth Vader. Oh yeah, you know Vader gave him notes on this. He's like, tell them that you invite them for refreshment, and then <laughs> they will come unto me. Yeah, anyway, Vader's there. A bunch of stormtroopers are behind him. Uh, Vader's hand can eat blaster bolts. <laughs> yep. If he focuses up. Right. Um, and the door closes behind everybody. Uh, we next see Chewie in jail, where he's being tortured not with uh, Van Halen's Panama, but just a regular siren, which is probably worse. <laughs> yeah. And he's working on putting 3PO back together. Uh, 3PO does a little farce about, oh no, there are stormtroopers here, and then, oh no, I've been shot. It's very cool. Uh, Vader's having Han tortured on a device that looks like it's gonna, like, pinch him and stab him with needles, but I think it's just hot. I, uh, I, I had it written down as some kind of big old waffle iron or something. Yeah, it's kind of like he just puts him real close to a big radiator. Yeah. Um, so anyway, he has him tortured while, uh, Lando and his buddy Lobot listen in the next room. Uh, Lando complains that Vader keeps changing the deal. 
They take Han back to his cell. Han tells them they didn't even ask him any questions. Lando busts back in and says, all right, here it is. Vader's trying to get this guy, Luke. Mm. Uh, he's giving you to Boba Fett, and uh, you two are going to be my prisoners, and uh, eat shit, everybody, and then he storms out. <laughs> also, I did the best I could. I did the best I could, he <laughs> says. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and now... I guess because Vader was just like, he just took a tour of the place at some point. Mm-hmm. He's found this chamber for freezing stuff. And his plan now is he's going to freeze Luke and take him to the emperor. Cause I guess he's scared that yeah. he maybe can't control Luke. It's possible. Or like, despite his, what appears to be his plan later, he doesn't want time with Luke before he meets the emperor to uh, pitch some things to him. <laughs> it's true. It's going to make it very hard. Yeah, anyway, he's just going to freeze him. And Lando says, uh, this ain't for humans. Like, you can't just freeze people. That yeah, don't work. This is for carbon. This is carbon freezing? It's yeah. different than whatever kind of human freezing you're thinking of. So, but, so Vader says, no, I'm pretty sure it'll work. Uh, do it on Han Solo first. <laughs> yeah. Everyone gets marched into the chamber. Yes, for some reason, everyone has to be there. They have yeah. to march in all of his friends to see it. It's as if, like, if it was that Vader was drinking in their negative emotions or whatever, and, <laughs> like, feeding on the rays, that might make sense. But That's there's true. just absolutely no evidence that, that that this matters to him, that their feelings matter to him in any way. I mean, if he learned anything from the Emperor, he would have been saying things like, Good! Or, yeah, he should have been gives saying, gives you focus! <laughs> Maybe that one. That was a good one. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, they're going to put, they're going to put Han down in the fucking hole and freeze him. Yeah. Uh, he does like, he does the, the ultimate alpha power move on Leia by not telling her he loves her back. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. He's a real helpless Um, boss. Yep. So down into the freezer, back up is a weird rectangular sculpture. Yep. Which the Ugnaughts just fucking knock over like it's trash. <laughs> uh, Lando comes over and tells everyone he's alive and in perfect hibernation. And we don't know if that's true or not, because this dude's a liar. I think he put his ear up to it. Yeah, there's a panel that would have been, like, way easier for him to look at if the Ugnaughts hadn't knocked it over. Yeah. But instead he has to, like, fucking crouch down and turn sideways. Uh, Boba Fett takes him away. Vader tells Lando, okay, take Leia and Chewie to my ship, because guess what? I fucking changed the deal again. Eat you like it. that? I'm Darth Vader. You like that uh, business? Then yeah, Luke he has fucking arrived. No, dude, he fucking nurpled him, too, on the way out. Oh, yeah, and for then, sure. And then he says, be grateful uh, that I'm not going to leave an Imperial garrison here. Yeah, it's... um. There's a lot of Vader acting where because you don't hear the weird Yorkshire guy doing the Vader lines. He's just like shaking his finger at times. that don't make like, it's particularly yes. bad in a new hope when he just says you're part of the rebel Alliance and a traitor. And it's like, his finger is not at all lined up with uh, <laughs> like, that's not how you would do it. No. Anyway, there's some more Vader acting um, yeah. about changing the deal again. Luke has showed up. Luke has arrived at uh, cloud city mm. and he sees Han being pushed away. He takes a couple of pot shots. Actually, Boba Fett shoots at him. It, I think he was just going to let the whole thing go. Yeah. Uh, 
so they do some pot shots. Uh, this gives Lando a chance to uh, use his Apple Watch to send a text message to Lobot. There's like a Lobot activation sequence. We like yeah. get a zoom in on his eyes and his eyes like pop open. It's like, uh, it's like when C-3PO just goes to sleep mm-hmm. in Obi-Wan's hut in the first movie. Yeah. Where apparently after that whole conversation... Lobot just went, okay, I'm just going to take a nap. Yeah, that's basically it. And then his eyes pop open at the uh, signal. Yeah, until he gets the, you know, the Lobot signal. Yeah. Uh, Leia, and he sees Leia and Chewie being marched off by fucking stormtroopers and Imperials. Leia shouts at him twice that it's a trap not to go any further or whatever. He ignores that completely. It's not interesting to him in any way. Yeah. Uh... He gets to the freezing room. He comes up from a cool, fast elevator from somewhere. And there's Vader. Yeah, they, somehow he... Vader says, make sure he's allowed to come to this room. And Luke goes directly to that room. Well, he was so excited about it being a trap that he had to go there. <laughs> so, uh, they fight with lightsabers for a little bit. Luke falls into the uh, freezing chamber. Meanwhile... Uh, Lando's had his men spring him. I guess that's what Lobot did. And Mm. so they, you know, they go try to save Han at the East platform, but uh, Boba Fett fucking gets away. Yeah. Um, Luke jumps out, does a cool, really fast jump that we definitely did not see him do on Dagobah, but he's got it now. He focused up. Yeah. Gets out of the, gets out of the steam. Uh, Vader, this is good. The good Vader acting, like when he fucking paws at Obi Wan's robe with his foot, where <laughs> yes, he like exactly. starts acting, starts just giving a speech down to the thing, and then sees Luke up there and starts like swinging at the, swinging at the pipes he's hanging from. That that part's pretty good. I like that part. He should have said, "Wow, you jumped so fast! I didn't even see it. Yeah. It was crazy." Uh, as they keep fighting, Vader's trying to get Luke to unleash his anger, which we know is going to be. That's going to be his trap. That's going to yeah. be how he gets him to, you know, walk, start walking down the path. Yeah, of the we haven't side. been given the entire cycle yet, you know, about how fear. No, we don't know about suffering. We haven't heard about suffering okay, at all. Yeah, like how fear leads to, to hate, anger, anger leads to hate, and hate leads to suffering or whatever. Right. So this isn't really working. So Vader's going to go up to level two, but first Luke kicks him off of this platform and then has to, like, go follow him down into a weird tailplane of, uh, like either the con tower of a submarine or the tailplane of a huge, like a B-36 or something. It's just <laughs> yeah. a weird, inside Cloud City, there's a weird weather vane thing that they're all down in. There's a weird weather vane thing, and next to it is a bottomless chasm. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Exactly. Um, so down there, Vader uh, goes to level two because he starts pulling steam pipes off the wall and using the force to throw them at Luke. Yeah, he's hitting him. He's and- beating him up pretty good with force throws. Because he had maybe four hours of training with Yoda, he is not prepared for this. No. He gets all battered and blown out of a broken window. Um, at this point, the rest of the gang has made their way to the Millennium Falcon, and they fucking take off, get ready to blast out of this city. Because just like Luke didn't care about them, they don't <laughs> care about him. That's right. Uh, That's Luke right. They saw they, him. They warned him. They know he's there, but they're like, nah, let's get the fuck nah, out. Nah, they're fucking, they're, they're blowing this popsicle stand. Yeah. Luke finds Vader again in a control room. They fight their way out onto a catwalk. Uh, Vader cuts off Luke's hand. Um, yeah. And his lightsaber, I guess. Yeah, lightsaber and, and Luke, hand go flying together into that chasm. 
Right. Luke backs way up uh, onto the weather vaniest part of the weather vane. Yeah, the part that actually looks like a real weather vane. Yeah, and uh, and so Vader goes out there and says, listen, we don't know how to do this. Uh, finish your training with me. By the way, I'm your dad. Yep. Uh, I'm Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> Obi-Wan lied to you. I kept told uh, I kept I wasn't sure you were my son. I thought maybe you were like one of the other Skywalkers from town. Right. But no. It's a pretty common name on Tatooine. Yeah. Uh you and me together, we can destroy the emperor and rule the galaxy mm. and uh bring order to the galaxy, which I guess is my motivation here. Yeah. Uh the emperor has foreseen it. He didn't tell me that, but like but I could tell that that's what he meant. <laughs> yeah, he didn't tell me that We've worked he together me. for a long time. He hasn't yeah. told me that when he called me like the last few times, but like I, I kind of get where his head's But at. I get it. That's what he meant. Like He's foreseen that you can destroy him, so if you and I work together, we've we're fucking got it. We, we've got this thing nailed. Also, we really got to uh, hope he's not focusing up right now because he's able to detect things like across the galaxy. So let's just, let's actually, let's talk quieter. Let's it, talk a also don't, quieter. Uh, also, don't forget and do verify with your feelings that I am your dad. <laughs> and uh, Luke throws himself off the fucking ledge instead yeah. of any of that. And then either because of luck or maybe the force or whatever. <laughs> yeah. He gets like sucked into a weird vent. He goes down a the trash chute or whatever at the bottom of that chasm. People must throw shit down that chasm all the time. Yeah, but it's definitely like when you watch one of those uh Australian guys videos where they're doing the Magnus effect with the <laughs> basketball where he his his direction really changes to go in. Oh vent. yeah, dude, he totally fucking he um he sticks one leg out or whatever and fucking wind resistance just fucking throws him into one of those. Yeah, he's not wearing one of those flying squirrel suits or no. anything, but it whatever it is that happens, it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then another hole opens and he just fucking drops out and now he's hanging from like an antenna. Yeah. So Just over the clouds, just nothing. Yeah, so he's hanging there and he tries to call out to Obi-Wan, but Obi-Wan already told him that if he goes to Zahadum, he will die. I know. It's tough. <laughs> right? Yes, he did. So he can't reach him. And then Luke has another No, and weird... in fact, no, 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 wait. In fact, he said, you already told me if I go to Zahadum, I'll die. And then Ben told him, yes, now. Right. <laughs> Which is one of the all-time dick moves that anyone's ever pulled. You should have explained better earlier. You didn't even try to explain. And it sounds like there was a time when maybe I wouldn't have died. Oh, you just get off on seeming cryptic. <laughs> uh, anyway, he can't get through to Ben, so he has a, a, another weird flash of inspiration and uh, tries to make contact with Leia, and he does. Yeah, she fucking gets it right in her brain. Either that, or she fucking remembers that he exists, because at that <laughs> moment, she makes them turn the ship around, and yeah. they go and rescue Luke from the antenna. Uh, in the only instance of any Star Wars movie having... Uh, someone follows an occupational safety regulation because Lando fucking clips in when he goes up to the top side. It's so. true. So they get him and they fuck off into space, but they've got a sabotaged hyperdrive because Vader's always got a plan B yeah. and it's always put a tracker on it or sabotage it or something. It's yep. fuck with the ship every time. But, uh, while Vader's exchanging space messages with Luke, who at this point seems pretty much to 100% believe he's his dad, R2 manages to fix the hyperdrive, yeah, and the ship gets away. 
they meet up with the fleet. Uh, Luke gets a, a fake hand put on. Uh, Lando takes the Falcon to go and rescue Han. As he takes Luke Chewie with him. Chewie, sorry. No, it's, uh, it's Lando. He takes Chewie with him, though. Yeah, he takes Chewie with him on the Falcon. They're going to go save Han. As Luke and Leia stare out of a huge window on some medical frigate somewhere outside of the galaxy. The end. Matthew, what's this one about? Mm, okay, I went with everything Yoda tries to teach Luke, right? It's about exercising patience, like from their first interactions when Luke is desperate to meet Yoda. And he's like, be, be patient. I know where I can you can find this Yoda guy. It's just me and him on this planet, so it'll be, it'll be easy to find. To like trying to get him to finish his training and pleading with him not to go and do a big fuck up. I went with uh, patience. It is a virtue. Mm. And that is worth only a four. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a hot, fresh new take for mm-hmm. sure, but that's fine. I mean, like, Luke puts himself and his friends in jeopardy the whole movie because he's rash and impulsive. <laughs> yes. And I guess that's not the way of the Jedi, according to Yoda. But more to the point, it makes you bad at plans and ideas and stuff. Yeah, I wish there was any evidence that Luke learned that lesson at any point in the movie. No, he's uh, he's a piece of shit right to the end. Um, it's a small time take for a big movie sequel, which is why it's just the four points. Yeah, uh, I have it as a four also. Um this is hard. It's very hard to crystallize a take out of this movie. Yeah. It's a lot of uh, stuff that happens that sets up movie three. The, here's where I landed. The, the danger, the danger that evil poses comes from within as well as without. Right. Like this movie, this movie is where star Wars grows up a little bit. Like a new hope is very black and white. Right, yeah. good guys and bad guys. There's no shades of gray. In this one, we set up a lot of shades of gray. Like Vader, we know is a bad dude, and he's choking people left and right in this one. Yeah. Uh, but then there's this emperor who's he seems maybe worse, and we learn that Vader's plotting against that guy. Yeah. Like the Empire guys, these are pretty ruthless killers. But By the these way, army. Hold on. So George Lucas. I guess he didn't trust the audience much because, like, the first bad guy he sets up is Darth Vader, a guy in a scary black clown outfit. Yeah, 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 yeah. The second bad guy he sets up, he just looks like a big old human ball sack. Yep. <laughs> just a wrinkly fucking nasty monster who talks like this. Yeah, he's just nuts in a cowl, for sure. It's like, that's how, he's like, well, this, whoever we have as the Emperor has got to be even worse than Vader. What do we do with, how is he supposed to look? Yeah. And they just went, yeah, and also nasty again, old we're, thing. We're watching the remastered version mm-hmm. where they just put Ian McDermott back in as the Emperor from uh, from Return of the Jedi, but also from the prequels. Right. Uh, it, it was like a woman with gorilla eyes, super, <laughs> like an old woman with gorilla eyes superimposed on her in the first one. Yeah. Like, it still pretty much looked like this, but it was even more... Monstrous. Creepy, creepy and monstrous in the in the original, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so again, also the soldiers of the Empire are are pretty heartless. Like they're definitely the bad guys in the first one, Tarkin and all of those guys. But we see that they don't think much of these bounty hunters, like maybe they're Vader and the bounty hunters are even more evil than just these regular Empire guys. Yeah, they can't do the thing that the, the guys in the first movie did, which is laughing in his face. 
about his dumb right. religion and what an idiot he is. Yep. No, Tarkin's gone. There is no one holding Vader's leash now, mm-hmm. leash now, and he just kills whoever the fuck he wants. So, so now they have to quietly, amongst themselves, talk about yeah what weirdos he is. He and his yeah, and then, then the exactly, and then the main point of this movie is that the real threat is within Luke. Yeah. That his impatience and recklessness might lead him to becoming another Darth Vader. I wouldn't even say that. I'd be like, "Hey, your impulsiveness and your impatience is gonna—it's gonna make you do all kinds of fuck ups. You're gonna do a hundred of them." Yeah, I've foreseen it. I stood on my head, and I saw you doing a hundred fuck ups. Do you ever notice how your life is uh, just chaotic and <laughs> it always feels like you're out of control and things <laughs> never go right for you? Do you <laughs> notice that the common factor is you? Do you remember that time in that Yeti cave when you focused up and how good that went? <laughs> yeah. Maybe, Maybe you should do that. Spend some more time focusing up a little bit. Uh, yeah, there's even more like uh, Han, and, Han and Leia being betrayed by Lando's and other sort of there's evil within as well. Anyway, mm-hmm. my problem with this as a take is that the real world is even more shades of gray than this. <laughs> yeah. Like just adding new levels of cackling bad guys is not really shades of gray. And mm-hmm. also... The real world was never remotely like A New Hope to begin with, so this is kind of an unsurprising... It's kind of a wet take. Yeah, welcome to real so, life. Exactly. I gave it a four. Okay, so we're on the same page on that. <clears throat> what about... Um, Exmecution? Uh, well, what about our uh, our listeners? Oh, yeah. They have notes uh, as well. Sh- Shannon, uh, Barry, Barry didn't give us the like a breakdown, didn't give us a rubric. Ah. Um, but Shannon, who watched um, halfway through, let's say, she yeah. watched maybe to the cave. Uh, her take was uh, nothing is what it seems. Look beyond the surface. Mm. And her evidence for this is, uh, you know, that little weird monster Yoda is a powerful Jedi. Uh, Darth Vader's Luke's father. The cave on the asteroids of space worm. <laughs> yep. Lando, is he a friend or is he, is he a foe? There's another... Yeah, the, a lot of talk about destiny, scene. but they don't. No, people aren't reaching their destiny in the way they expected or planned. So, kind of a look beyond the surface, or and nothing is what it seems. Take and she gave it a seven. Okay, and without notes, she's a seven in execution too. What about you? One of my main issues with the movie is that the timeline is baffling. Yeah, they don't bother like, to try to clear it up. It it just is nonsensical from beginning to end. How long post New Hope is this? Like, they're still trying to make the speeders work in the cold. Did they just get to this base that they have to immediately abandon? Yeah. But enough time has passed for Han to have run into a bounty hunter and Ord Mandel. Uh, okay, so f- we don't know where it is where it is in time at the start, but then also how long do each of the two stories take? Yeah. <laughs> because it seems like Han and Leia get to Cloud City after maybe one long day. Yeah, like I don't know how fast hyperspace is supposed to be, but it seems pretty fast. Well, but they never go to hyperspace. Oh, they just fly there on, uh, on yeah. regular well, engines. That's right. Which, by the way, also means that Cloud City is probably in the same star system. It must be very close. As Hoth. Yeah. Which I think must be the Unknowit system. Yeah. Um, but it's like they, they evacuate in the morning. They hide in the asteroid until the Minox shit. Then they hide on the back of that Star Destroyer for another 45 minutes. Right. Then they go and land in Cloud City. And then the next day they run into Vader, like maybe in the morning. That could but then be. What about all those? What about all those training cuts between with Luke and Yoda? Was that all one day? <laughs> it's all just six hours. <laughs> just grinds it out. Hey, no wonder he's not doing a very good job. 
Like, either... Yes, it would be helpful if at one point he said to Yoda, It's my first day! Like, yeah, exactly. But, like, either they were in that cave for days, which doesn't make... It doesn't seem to make sense. Yeah. Or they were at Cloud City for, like, a week before this went down, but that makes less sense because Vader supposedly got there before they did. Yeah. But then how did he get there before they did if the ship that he left in the garbage as well was following them? Uh, yeah, I presume Boba Fett called him as soon as he figured out where these guys were going. And, and I, they maybe do because have they hyper. have hyperspace. Yeah. Exactly. So they just warped back. <laughs> so, like, but the training seems like it must have taken longer, right? Uh, yeah, like it, I mean. It, all the cuts and it's every time we see him, it seems like he can do more stuff. Or, and, and just the amount of time it would have taken him to clean up the fucking X-Wing. Yeah, right. So that's fucking baffling. Yeah. But then let's leave that aside because that's just uh, that's just movie making, I guess. Or no one thought about it. I'm not even sure. Yeah. I don't. Luke accomplishes nothing with his trip to Cloud City. And I 100% don't understand his thinking once he's there. He sees Han being wheeled out in that block. He sees Chewie and Leia being dragged away, but he ignores all of that and goes straight to spring Vader's trap that he's been warned about. Yeah, I guess the... I guess all you could say is he can sense Vader and that sense is powerful. Like, he's just got to go to Vader and have this showdown or whatever. But, like, he went there to help his friends and then he doesn't even try. Nope. (laughs) Makes no effort. Um... The, all he manages to do this whole movie, and this is very frustrating, is just lose his dad's lightsaber. That's yep. the only thing he accomplishes the whole fucking movie. It, and it can't make itself fly, so it probably didn't even make it into one of the trash shoots. It's probably just sitting then, there at the bottom of that chasm. And then one more problem I have with the movie is, despite the pressure being on on these rebels the entire time from start to finish, I have no idea what the stakes are here. Was this their only base? Yeah. They seem to have a pretty good-sized fleet at the end. Yes, like, well... How, how do they stand now? How is What's the stakes? What's the state of the rebellion at the end of this movie? They make no effort to explain, and I don't understand. That brings up this whole rendezvous point. So they evacuate the base, and they're supposed to go to a rendezvous point. Yes. Neither of our teams makes any effort to go to that rendezvous point. Now, no. the Falcon is originally chased into that asteroid belt, but when they get out, they're not like, let's go to the rendezvous point. Or are they saying, we need to go to Cloud City to repair our engines? Yeah, they're looking for somewhere close by. Okay, so that they can go to the rendezvous point. Presumably. Okay, because like, that's where everyone's supposed to be going, but no one, no one gets there until the movie's over. So, everyone likes this movie. There's a lot of good small touches. Um, but... I think it's a little bit weaker than the last movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm giving it a five for execution. Okay. Um, I was a little bit stronger. Um, let's see. This movie's Hoth setting for the first half hour or so has always been one of my favorites in Star Wars. Um, mm-hmm. for it some... seems very real. The shield generators, the deck officer, the... Uh, like the, when they're all setting up their army and they're bringing out the gun barrels and everything, like it feels Hoth feels like a very real place. Yeah, and it's one of these you're just dropped into one of a in a series of adventures because you know, like you said, the timeline is very fuzzy and they talk about other things they've been doing and who knows how long it's been since the uh, they blew up the Death Star. This just feels like one in a number of engagements they've had with the Empire. 
and I think that works really well in setting up this movie. And then you have the fun ground battle and speed, uh, the rogue squadron and all that stuff. Um, so is it before this movie that Mark Hamill had his accident? Yeah. Okay. So that's how they, I thought it was interesting that that's how they explained away Luke's new face basically was having his, va- his face looks a Yeti. lot different in this movie. And the, although they claim that's not why the Wampa attack at the front really covers it up pretty good. Yeah. Cause before that he's in his uh, winter gear and you can't really see him that well. Right. And then he gets fucking, he gets a shit ruined by that Yeti and then he's recovering in the med bay or whatever. Right, he's got and visible it's... scars in the med bay, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a good way to do that. Did they ever bother to explain, um, Han's chin scar. No, he just has that in the in episode four. Yeah. Um. Uh, the score in this movie continues to be boss. Right. Uh, great use of character themes. Uh, uh, imp- Vader's uh, Vader's Imperial Death March is first in this movie. Yeah, great use of the Imperial Death March. Leia's theme, Yoda's music yeah. on Dagobah. Um, is all really good. The lightsaber duel in that weather vane internal station thing is interesting because the music cuts out entirely. So all you get is the sound effects and then the room's really dark. So you get a lot of glowing sword action and it's like, it's just, it's a good way to do it where all you see is the swords really. And all you hear is the swords really. Yeah. If you ignore uh, a few things like the very bad claymation tauntauns and (laughs) the, uh, the baffling the slow motion <laughs> dropped frame slow mo. Yeah, in certain instances, it, yeah, they the, didn't have the technology. The movie to do is shot slow-mo. otherwise shot very well. Yeah, uh, I th- I think overall the movie's not as well paced as four, but has a has better set pieces. Um, yeah, and it's a decent job of setting up a final chapter. So overall, I gave it a seven. What about for world building? So the crawl describes the rebel base as hidden, the one that they are driven from. Mm-hmm. Even though by the end of the last chapter, that was no longer the case. Yeah, but they did refer to it as their hidden base about fifteen times in it's weird. Uh, New Hope. It's like, it's like that was the, it's like it was called hidden base or right. something. Like you can stop calling it that. It ain't hidden. They they found it. Uh, the crawl describes the freedom. I mean, only Vader survived that encounter as far as we know. So, you know, maybe it did take him a while to get back to civilization and tell people about it. Yeah. Uh, the crawl also describes Luke as leading a band of freedom fighters. It is unclear what he is leading because he's out there doing the bitch work and getting attacked by yetis and all that. (laughs) And definitely there seem to be two other people who are making much bigger decisions. Yeah, there's the general what's-his-name and Leia are both in there barking out orders, so. Uh, the Ice World Hoth. Um, like, like I said earlier, that Hoth base is, like, close quarters. The ships seem like they're stacked on top of one another. Uh, inside that thing. So it's no surprise, actually, they haven't got any of their shit working because, like, where do you even work on the shit? <laughs> it's a good point. It's like, uh, it's if just you ships have a messy ordinance. room, if you have a messy room to clean up, you have to start by making one part of it super messy. <laughs> yeah, right. Are you going to do pile all the ordnance up? Right, basically. Um, Meteor activity in the system makes detecting incoming ships difficult. That might be how that probe got through without anybody noticing. Ord Mantel, uh, that's a place where they met a bounty hunter. We don't get a lot of detail on that. 
Yeah, we don't even we. I mean, it introduces us to the idea of bounty hunters, which we then see later, but we don't know if it was like Bosk. No, man, uh, you don't want to run into Bosk. He knows Blarg, Dengar, or whatever. I don't remember which ones are there and which ones are only in Jabba's palace. Uh, Luke is still having Force Ghost visions, um, but now they're stronger, and he still calls Obi Wan Ben. <laughs> that is true through the whole film. It's a real barrage situation. Yeah, it's very strange. Ah, uh, the Dagobah system, Master Yoda, who trained Obi-Wan. Did we talk about superstructure on these Imperial Destroyers last time? Uh, no, I don't think we did because we don't spend we didn't spend much time on one. It just, I think. It seems silly to do it that way. Yeah. Like, I know they don't have internet yet in a galaxy far away. It really is so that the fucking officers can watch out the windows yeah. and see the whole deck of the ship and all the guns that are being fired manually. <laughs> right. And I was saying, um, like, they don't have internet, but, then, but shouldn't they have cameras? Yeah, but, but then all the officers are in a pit in the bridge, so they can't. <laughs> they can't even look. The people who were doing the work on that ship can't see out the windows. So I just, because if you, if you got cameras, you don't mm-hmm. need the superstructure. But like, we did see a lot of cameras on the Death Star, but maybe those were new. Yeah, I just I don't really understand what the superstructure is for, other than to evoke battleships. I think that's all it is for. Again, it's again, it's not a science fiction movie. It's a fantasy movie in a space setting. Right. <clears throat> it's not. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, we met a new droid hanging with Luke on Hoth in the medical bay. We talked about him. Uh, Darth Vader sits in a big egg, and when somebody approaches, the top <laughs> comes off. Yep. Well, it seems like it's manual. The second time he like doesn't want to come out of his egg. Uh let's see, Vader can force choke through a view screen. Um that ion cannon super powerful. It took it was two hits to take out a Star Destroyer. The stuff about the armor on the walkers. Um This time Han uh, remote controls a little machine gun that pops out from under the Falcon. Yeah, has that been added? It seems like it would have been useful a couple of times. Yeah, they kept getting into the fucking uh, turret, the ball turrets. Maybe maybe... that's not useful against fighters. Maybe that's really only useful against uh, dudes. It's an anti-personnel weapon or whatever. Yeah, Yeah, that is a weapon that is probably illegal. (laughs) Yes, it seems like it probably should be. Um, What's a hydro spanner? Yeah, it's uh, presumably it uses hydraulics or something to... um, to really, I mean, a spanner's a wrench, so it really, pre- really it gets a good grip. Really wrench the hell out of it. Yeah. Probably a class A nut rounder. Um, Han, you, you're a class A nut rounder. Han uses an asteroid field uh, as cover from Imperial fighters. Luke picks up massive life sign readings on Dagobah. Yeah. Is that just Yodi doing his thing? Uh Yoda's whole shit is 100% full of snakes. There's snakes everywhere. Like everywhere you look on Dagobah, there's a fucking snake and they're all different kinds. One got in Luke's engine. There's some Luke tosses some snakes around inside Yoda's hut. (laughs) Yep. Also, I don't know if the snakes are the meat in his fucking mud stew (laughs) or what the deal is. Also, when he goes into that, that evil cave, there's an iguana that's walking out. So yeah, so a normal too. iguana is in that dark side cave. Yeah, one hundred percent. Katie did say that's just an iguana. It was a, clearly an iguana. 
But also in uh, when we watched A New Hope right before that, she did say, that's just the devil. <laughs> you know, because there's the devil in that one scene. Yes, I do remember him. The Christian devil? The Christian devil. Is yes. he in Christian hell? That's right. Uh, R2 is space proof and waterproof and swamp monster proof. Um, C3PO says the Falcon speaks to him in the most peculiar dialect. Yeah. Vader is addressed as Lord Vader and my Lord this whole film. Yeah, it's definitely... He has apparently been promoted. We don't know if he's just, like, if it's just a, a baronetcy or if he's a full-on Marquis. Or he's what landed in some way. He has for sure landed. Like, yeah. uh, I don't know if he's just a life peer, but there's <laughs> definitely a form of address that uh, Admiral Admiral Piet has to use. Yeah. Uh, again, we finally get our peepers on this human nutsack, Palpy, though I think he's just referred to as the Emperor at this point. Uh, I don't think anyone says Palpatine in this whole trilogy. Yeah, I don't think they do. Uh, the big old spaceship swallowing Muppet in that asteroid. Scary dark side caves on Dagobah. Vader puts together a team of bounty hunters to capture our, our little band of rebels. No ship as small as the Falcon has a cloaking device, but like, what ships do have them? Yeah, they must exist, but they're only on big ones, I guess. I never seen one in the Star War. Uh, all the abilities we see from Yoda, Luke, and Vader in this film. There's a lot in there, but most, I mean, much of it was a lot of questions from me about how it all works. Um, I have it as a five. Uh, Shannon's got it all the way up at a nine. Okay. She says it's a constant barrage of world building. Yes, there was a lot. Yeah, uh, she says the only thing going against it was that the way that Vader's father, uh, Vader turning out to be Luke's father, doesn't line up with uh, new, A New Hope. <laughs> yes. That's the main world-building problem from her perspective. But I'm more like you. I also have it as a five. Yeah. Um, There's no doubt learned... that the movie is full of things. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, one battle didn't win the war. Yep. Uh, Vader is, has become obsessed with Luke. Yes. Energy so shield in the crawl. Yeah, exactly. Energy shields and ion cannons and heavy transports and Imperial walkers, mm. hyperspace motivators, carbonite and carbon freezing, oh, yeah, Tabana gas, that. mining guilds. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, the big thing is the sort of light and dark sides of the force. You know how Yoda refers to the light side as uh, when you're calm, at peace, mm. passive, specifically calls out passive. Yes. Uh, every Schwartz and, has two sides. He got the upside, I got the downside. Exactly. Yeah. Um, for me, it's a five. Uh, I don't know. Like, what would I have? What would have made it more? What would I have wanted more of? How the empire is is run? That'd be helpful. Post post a new hope. Uh, how the how like, the rebels are run? <laughs> the the empire the the emperor himself. Why he's just interceding now? Yeah, how Darth Vader learned about Luke Skywalker? Yeah, because when and, in that first movie, he just knows there's somebody out there with some forceness. Yeah, and, no one says that guy's name to him at any point. Yeah, uh, and like, if he fucking traced it all the way back to the to his soldiers burning down Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru's farm, he should have been way more suspicious. <laughs> well, again, right? does he not know his name? His because then how ooh. is he trying to find him? What's he looking for? Yeah. 
it seems like he knows his name, but shouldn't well, he, he know his, his own name? name? He, he's always like, uh, when he sees the he's shit like on Skywalker. Hawk, like Skywalker's there. So yeah. he knows he who he's looking for. Knows. Mm-hmm. And he knows his name. I just feel um, like I have to keep saying this part. He knows his it, own yeah, name, it right? Is, it is wild. It's because <laughs> they want the twist at the end to be an extra twist. I get that. But it, I get it. But, but in universe, it doesn't make sense. In universe, like, if you know your name, and you know <laughs> the kid's name, and you know he's got the force, and you've got the force, and he, you know... And does he does he know Luke's name, but not his fucking age? <laughs> just... Does he not say young Skywalker about 15 times? I don't know. And he seems to think it... He's incredulous at first about him being... Doesn't he say it's impossible when... Well, in says, Star Wars, all you have to do is say to him, search your feelings, you'll know it to be true. <laughs> yes. It's the dead trick worked on him, and he used the same trick on Luke. I just... I mean, some explanation about what was going on there would be helpful as well. So, I'm at a five, like you. I like the characterization a little better. Okay. Uh... Yoda levels a lot of criticisms at Luke about his recklessness, and frankly, it all seems pretty justified. Yeah, Luke sucks. Um, but while we're talking about Yoda, I absolutely don't get the point of the little prank he's pulling at the beginning. Like, I, does he just, just want to find out if Luke is cool? Yeah, I think he's trying to feel him out, and uh, yeah. he gives up on that fast because he's not—he doesn't like how it's going. <laughs> alternate, uh, alternate idea: Did Obi Wan's ghost tell him that he had fun for like five seconds, pretending not to be Obi Wan? And then he wishes he hadn't given up the game so soon. <laughs> he did. Give, I mean, he really did Luke... give up the game because in, in A New Hope, he's like, huh, it's been a long time since I heard that name. It's me. I'm, I'm him. I'm, I'm Obi-Wan. <laughs> also, Luke does not seem to have learned from that at all. Because no. it, he, is not, he is not at all suspicious of this little frog. No, apparently his force feelings don't work so good yet. Uh, there's a creepy element to Han and Leia's relationship that I don't love. And that's where most of the deductions are going to be coming from here. Yeah. He seems to really bully her into it. Yes. Um, if you know the big twist with Vader, and of course everyone on Earth does, there's no way anyone doesn't know that at this point. It. I like that it. when you go back, his motivations when he's talking with the Emperor make more sense. Like his defense, like he doesn't want to kill him. Maybe we can turn him. Right. Uh, like that, that, that all makes sense once you know the twist at the end. Yeah. But it sucks that he needed the Emperor to explain that Luke Skywalker, Jedi Apprentice from Tatooine, was the son of Anakin Skywalker, Jedi Knight from Tatooine, <laughs> both of whom real big pals of Obi-Wan's. Yeah. Yes, uh, But great. in general, I like Vader. I like the remastered Emperor. I like Admiral Piet. Piet, Piet. I like mm-hmm. Obi-Wan. I like Chewie. I like Lando. Um, I gave it a 7 out of 10. Uh, Shannon gave it a 9. She says Darth Vader is an evil lord. Uh, he yep. has skin, because at one point we do see his nasty dome. And uh, he lives inside that giant egg. Yeah, it was entirely possible that Vader was a robot, based from the first one, based mm-hmm. on the first one. Um, although, I think once you see that the, sky, the uh, Stormtrooper's armor is just armor yeah. that Han and Luke can put on, that seems less likely. But yeah, we do see that he is. there's man in there. Yeah, I don't know if they... You think they regret that giant egg? Because I feel like everyone who watches it is calling it out <laughs> that he lives in that egg. It it does not look like a piece of medical equipment. <laughs> no, it looks like his like, fun little room. It's his it's his fancy big ass iron lung, and he's Vader, so he can have him make a big one. Yep. But like, it is. It's a little silly. Yeah, it's like a little fort. Um, 
Obi-Wan is a bit of a liar. Yeah, but from a certain point of view. Well, that's next. That's next movie. <laughs> next movie is the one where the, someone realized, well, now Obi-Wan has to explain this. And he can't. Like, hey, Luke's going to have questions, right? We need Obi-Wan to answer some questions now. I hope the writers fucking sat around for weeks trying to come up with an explanation and couldn't. Yeah. They just went, we, we got nothing. He's just going to have to go, oh, you know, though. Uh, establishing Han and Leia's relationship, uh, meeting characters like Yoda, the Emperor, Boba Fett, Lando, and Lobot, who is nothing, but um, gets called out. Uh, he is present in the movie, but he has no lines or personality. Yeah. His eyes come open at one point. That's the coolest thing he does. Um, yeah. I was a uh, little No, bit... the coolest thing he does is when uh, Lando is going to try to fake out Han. Yeah. And Han gets real nervous about him, like maybe he's going to throw a punch or whatever. Then one that switches to a hug, Lobot turns around and signals all the guards to leave. And it's like, oh. It was a prank. They were prepared for this to go both ways. I <laughs> oh, didn't send the guards away until after the, the prank. That's right. Just in case. In case it went bad. Yeah. Lobot was keeping eyes on the situation. Uh, it was a little bit less than you. Um, I have it as a five. Uh, mainly because Luke is the main character and he sucks fat eggs. Um, well, that's that's what you had for uh, A New Hope also. So Yeah. Uh, Darth Vader, obsessed with finding Skywalker. Um, we did get a look at his nasty dome. The idea to turn him rather than murder him. Um, Han is also a big fucking baby. He's, he has like a fucking attitude when in the beginning he's like, I'm leaving now. And Leia doesn't like break down crying. Right. He's like, well, fine then. Don't get too worked up about it. And he like walks out. I'd be like, man, thank God that guy's out of here. What a piece of shit. Uh, But he cares about Luke enough to go out and rescue him in the cold. And then the obvious romantic growth between he and Leia. He doesn't do much to earn it except get captured. Yeah. I mean, he gets captured like a real boss. Like I said, like a helpless boss. He gets tortured, but it's like, it's not even like he didn't crack under torture. Because they, they were not ask asking him. questions. <laughs> You're right. Uh, Leia would just as soon kiss a Chinese as Han Solo. I replaced <laughs> Wookiee with Chinese, so you understand she's a racist. Well, Han can arrange that, too. Mm-hmm. He knows a guy. His name is George, but he is Chinese. Yes, yeah, Chinese George. Uh, unclear when uh, she has to close the door, whether she's more worried about Han or Luke. Uh, going missing, or if she just feels alone. But there is some acting going on. Yeah. Uh, she seems very much in charge when she's barking out orders before the evacuation. Um, she admits her feelings for Han before he g- gets really fucking cold. He gets really cold when he goes in that device. Oh, yeah, that is true. So cold. <laughs> um... Chewie's right, by the way. Laser Brain is a kick-ass insult. <laughs> he does laugh at it pretty good. Dude, hey, Chewie's one of the main characters in my mind, but, like, he ain't in the films. No, he's Han Solo's dog. Yeah. Like, I don't think he gets, he starts getting scenes until the sequels. Yeah, because, like, I mean, he cares about 3PO for some reason and wants to put him back together, but that's all he does in this film. Yeah. Uh, C-3PO is very excited to see Leia kiss Luke for some reason, and that made me think he knows something, and maybe he should say something with his mouth. He should say something if he knows something. If he knows something, he has... If he sees something, say something, and he has an obligation to all of us. 
Because he doesn't seem to care when he walks in on Hom and her making out. But No, he, well, he's super excited about his hyperspace bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it's true. He has he's, a lot on his mind. He's not doing anything and no one's talking to him in that kiss sequence in the first one. So uh-huh. he has to insert himself. But in the second one, he's already bragging about the shit that he did. So maybe that's why he's a little more chill. Yeah, he's not listening to their thing at all because he's thinking about the cool joke he's about to tell. Yeah. Uh, nobody cares if 3PO lives or dies, though. Like, no one... Everyone ignores him most of the time while he's whining and complaining. And he is so afraid of those big bats on that asteroid. Oh, yeah. From inside the Falcon, he lets out a wild scream when one flies by the windscreen. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Why would you program a robot? Leia also is a very good screamer. She hates that she bat, let, too. She lets a couple of them out in these movies, and the, the one when uh, when that bat gets on the, the uh, windscreen is a real good scream. Makes me wonder if there was some method acting. Did someone do something scary in there? Well, no one told her there were going to be bats on that windscreen. <laughs> so it was just the same only, thing. <laughs> only Mark Hamill and James Earl Jones knew that there would be bats on that windscreen. Wait, really? <laughs> well, that's the Vader twist. I was going to say. Cause... Like, the, the British guy in the suit says it doesn't say i'm your father he says obi-wan is your father (laughs) and then because they didn't trust him because he'd leaked something so they didn't let him know the twist Mm. and so only mark hamill and james earl jones knew what the twist was actually going to be there i see uh luke also by the way that's the worst acting that mark hamill does is the it's impossible that's not true it's impossible uh, Luke doesn't bother to help his friends lose that destroyer. He just dicks off to Dagobah while they fight for their lives. No, he doesn't check on him at all. Nope, doesn't care. Uh, he's extremely put out by Yoda throwing his stuff on the ground. Yeah. He, uh, does he sense on some level his connection to Vader since he sees himself in Vader's mask? Or is it really just, I could be, I could be turned to the dark side? Uh, is unclear, but Vader does seem to have to tell him to search his feelings before he accepts it, so I don't know. Everyone says it to everyone. <laughs> Remember when uh, Lando comes in and he goes, hey guys, everything's totally cool, search your feelings. You know that was true. Some refreshment? <laughs> um, That's not a bad Lando. Uh, is it better or worse than Donald Glover's? Well, Donald Glover's Lando is very distracting because of how in love he is with the computer, but that's another... Well, <laughs> Well, eventually, the, God, will we eventually get the there? the 11th movie we talk about, so. <laughs> uh, okay, Luke sucks so many eggs on Dagobah, it's wild that he's our hero. <laughs> he's a real piece of shit. He doesn't listen to anyone. He doesn't think about anything before he does it. He gets himself and his friends into trouble over and over again. He comes off as like a real petulant child, brat, crybaby. And there's yeah, not he, he definitely wants to go to Tashi Station the whole time he's on Dagobah. Right. And so it's not like we've seen any growth from him, really. Just that his powers keep getting better. But, like, he sucks. Like, he knows more powers at the end of this movie than he knew at the, at the beginning of A New Hope. But he's the same fucking kid. So that's not amazing. Um, uh, his daddy is this clown, Vader. Um... I love our first interactions with Yoda, though he gets a bit creepy with his, Oh, you will be. Yeah. You will be. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what he's going for there. 
uh well when someone tells you unprompted and unmotivated and for no reason that he's not afraid <laughs> that's the only response you can make someone should have said that to chicote yeah, i'm not afraid like, to say will, it i will i will finish the training i'm not afraid no, <laughs> no one said he was <laughs> it again makes me sound like a dumb child yeah uh yoda knows from the first beat that this kid sucks ass he's just trying to come up with reasons not to train him i said this is forged in fire season five all over again <laughs> he sees this kid come in and he doesn't know which steel is the good steel and he doesn't know how to test it and he He's doesn't know how to, to he doesn't know how to do a canister the golf club and he's gonna be like that's it's not even steel he used the hard metal in the spine and the soft metal in the edge and he's just really fucking the whole thing up um to make matters worse this is a, one of those coal forge episodes and he's never used one he, he somehow ground the brass guard down too far and now it's not a guard at all it's right <laughs> it's just a just a spacer now uh he believes luke <clears throat> should sacrifice his friends in order to win the the big fight and um in so doing honor their cause Lando's supposed to be just like Han, I guess, like a playboy scoundrel who loudly complains that things aren't fair and aren't his fault when they go wrong. Then the two talk about babies. They both have a real baby scene. Yeah, where the ship is broken and they complain to somebody that, loudly that, that it's, it's not fair. It's not fair, and it isn't it, their fault. Han says it's not fair, and Lando says it's not his fault. Yes, it's like. I mean, I told them to fix it. Everyone, everyone's busy trying to fix the thing. No one's no one's complaining that it's your fault. I ended up way more close to Alf than I did to Lando. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ha! Uh, five for me. Ooh, scores are in, but um, do you have some quick hitters? Some stuff that didn't come up yet? I do have some quick hitters. We already talked about the shitty slow-mo effect. Um... <laughs> We already talked yeah. to... Did we talk about Luke not staying in the Yeti cave? He should have stayed in the Yeti cave. He should have. Uh, instead, he walks into he, that storm. He totally could have finished killing that Wampa. Instead, he takes his head wound and he walks out into the super blizzard that kills the Tauntauns. Yeah. Uh, I had first worst actor candidate hallucinating Luke. Ben. <laughs> Dagobah system. Like, what? that's not something that somebody does in the snow. Um... This uh, scene where Rogue Two flies over and picks up the life readings, the life signs mm-hmm. of Han and Luke, that's the inspiration for that mission in Ace Combat 4 when you have to fly over and play hot and cold until you find Nagase in the snowfields, right? Oh, yeah, probably. It seemed familiar to me. There's, like, absolutely zero chance that whoever does the story for Ace Combat did not see this movie. Yeah, it's 100%. I know I've seen this 50 times. But was anybody watching this in the theaters in the first run who was like, oh, I hope the green Muppet's going to lead him to Yoda? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> like, it, it feels really telegraphed. Like, it is super telegraphed. I don't know like, how you could be fooled. Like, just, just from basic movie-making principles, if that guy's not Yoda, it's a waste of everyone's time. Yeah, like, well, then we don't need this guy. Um, uh, for some reason I have written here, Eh, Chuta! Um, why? Oh, that's what the other uh, that's what the other C-3PO says to RC-3PO right before he gets fucking blasted. I wonder if that's a McClunky situation because um, what's his name doesn't he thinks it's very rude that he says yeah. that to him. 
Uh, why do some people call him Han and some people call him Han? Um, why were all of Han's buddies allowed to be there to watch him get frozen? We talked about that. Does that is that to make it better Luke bait somehow? Maybe he's going to walk in right then? I don't know. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't know. It's not, again, it is not explained in any way. All right, turns out we'd covered most of them already. Uh, Shannon has a few. She says, uh, Tauntauns are so muppety, I wouldn't have been surprised if Luke's had started talking or broken into song. They're very um, stop-motion animation-y. Yeah. Uh, if the snowspeeder pilots are having so much trouble finding Luke and Han on a clear day on Hoth, how did Han find Luke in the storm? Yes. Very good question. How? Do you think Luke and Leia's kiss was one of those things that haunted them for the rest of their lives? Just as they <laughs> fell asleep, they think about it, and then it's stuck in their heads for hours. You know, uh, I would say Luke, maybe. Leia, almost certainly not, because that kiss was not about him in any way for her. Sure. And also, when in the next movie, you'll see they're both pretty cool about it. Yeah. He's like... You know, it's he, like they, they've been fighting a war for six solid years by the time they figure out what their relationship is to each other. I don't think they care. Yeah, like they, they seem like they're pretty at peace with it right away. But if it was me, it's 100% it would be, going like if, to be something they, to think about. If they'd said, uh, we did kiss that one time. And also we fucked like 15 or 16 <laughs> times since then. But yes. I guess we don't do that anymore. Yeah, if they'd been sneaking off for hot fuck sessions, then maybe. Yeah. But no, I'm me. I would stay up all night. All night, every night, going, oh, God. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then she says, watching guys in the background on Imperial ships is really entertaining. Uh, yeah, the Imperial ships are cool. It's fun to see, you know, everyone in their little pits. Mm-hmm. And um, we didn't read any of uh, Barry's scores, though. Technically, he did say 11 out of 10 on everything. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't count. But he says, this is the best film in the Skywalker saga and possibly the best movie I've ever seen. Because he's never seen The Trouble with Angels. (laughs) The revelation of Vader as Luke's father stands the test of time as one of the most powerful scenes in cinema and a huge revelation. Don't know if you watch them in chronological order. Okay, so that's true. Like, uh, you did go pretty quick through it in the actual plot analysis or plot description because everyone already knows by now. But yes, I assume that was kind of a big deal. Probably was shocking, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he says that replacing the original actor with Ian McDermott is one of the few good changes to the movie that's been made over the years. Because we know George likes to tweak. Yeah. Uh, and he likes all the model work and the Hoth battle scenes. Yeah, Katie was constantly asking when we watched these um, if this was what was new CGI and what was the original stuff. And I just had to tell her all of the good looking stuff is what was original because it was just like models. Yep. And this is why Industrial Light and Magic became a thing. Was there good, good model work on the Star Wars movies? Yeah, if you see any CGI dinosaurs, that's... Yeah, because you know you, as soon as you see the CGI, you're like, oh, yeah, this Bad is what... 90s CGI. This is the new stuff. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, yeah, I have a few uh, led by Luke Skywalker. They promoted this old boy fast, but then it turns out that's just not true. Yeah. The, uh, the first thing Luke says in this movie is just wrong. Just there's no life readings. It's just he's just wrong from the beginning to the he end. Sucks it's so not, bad. He sucks on ice this whole time. I bet the thing was telling him there were life readings approaching him, and he just didn't want to believe it. Yeah, uh, I already mentioned the bad claymation, and we've talked extensively about the weird slow mo shot of the severed arm. Mm-hmm. Is this the good Star Wars love story? The one that people are comparing the Anakin Padme one too, when they're complaining about it, this thing where he's constantly goading her and she kisses Luke to make him jealous. 
Yeah, and she's like, she gets fucking backed into a corner. Yeah. And he's like, come on, let's fucking make out. This is the good one, though, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Not great. Uh, I think it's fun that the Millennium Falcon has little headlights. I know. When it goes in the cave. Yeah, when it goes into the cave. Yeah. That's nice. I like that. Mm-hmm. Luke, uh, on that X-Wing, has got a weird standard issue metal can full of trail mix. <laughs> it's huge. There's a huge amount of it, and it's got a bunch of sausages and a bunch of different kinds of nuts and chocolates and shit. Well, Katie pointed out that um, after Yoda takes a bite, he fucking throws that up, that sausage into the dirt. And she was really pissed off because she was like, why not just give it to Yoda then? Yeah. It's, it's just shitty. Uh, that place is full of all kind of snakes and lizards. I already said Obi-Wan tells Luke he won't help him at Zod Doom. Hey, 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 Star Wars universe, like. Threeps says after he, uh, for no reason, gets R2-D2 to electrocute himself, he says he can't tell the difference between a power outlet and a computer terminal. Uh-oh. Two two thoughts on that. One, shouldn't you be able to? That's <laughs> yes. a bad design. Yep. Number two, why can't R2 tell? Yeah. Yeah, these oh. robots are, uh, uh, they have the abilities that they need for whatever scene. And then sometimes they don't have those abilities anymore. And then when Luke falls down that hole, Vader just fucking leaves and goes to his shuttle. It's like, for someone who's constantly sensing people through the Force, he sure quit on that one. Yeah, and he must not be experienced with the whole bottomless chasm thing yet. It's, you know, later on he'll have a better sense about this, I'm sure. Again, I loved to see Lando clipping in when he goes up through the top hatch on the Falcon. Mm-hmm. He's ready. It's nice. It's just nice to see that there's... You know, it's like he's had this, he had this shit before. He knows there's anchor points and he knows where to get the harness and everything. But yeah, like, it looked windy up there. I, 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 he made a good decision. Yeah. Uh, Vader says to set your weapons to stun. So that is probably the. We thought that the when they stunned Leia might be the last time we ever heard or saw stun. Guess but not. apparently, apparently not. Yeah. And uh, when Katie said that Leia is super smoochy. I said, well, you know, Alderanians are an emotional people, and I got a dirty look. <laughs> but it wasn't about your people, Katie. It was about Italians. That's right. So, you had your you own know. private thing going on in your head that you were talking That's about. Right. I gave best actor to uh, General Reekin. That guy seemed like he knew what he was doing. Okay. Yeah, and he wasn't being real shitty about Han leaving. Yeah, good calm demeanor and everything. Mm-hmm. Worst actor to deck officer. That guy is <laughs> limp. <sighs> Dude, did we do it? We did the thing. Um, I gave it twenty-one. You gave it twenty-one. Oh, That's hey. a score of forty-two. So not a nine-point drop from a New Hope. But yeah, everyone says 42, this is the best one. Um, and I don't know whether I enjoyed this one more or the other one more, but certainly by our rubric, there was a drop. Yeah, off. it's not best by rubric, and uh, but a forty-two would still win most weeks in our Star Trek mm-hmm. contest. So yeah, I don't know if you guys. It's not this. bad. But Star Trek 53, obviously, much better. Star Trek sucks. Star Trek does suck. And unfortunately, no. that's what that's what we'll be doing next week. That's not true! It can't be. It can't be! That's impossible! Alright. Um, next week is week 82 of our Star Trek project. Yeah. We will be watching Final Mission. Oh, yeah, alright. Yeah, you're... 
you're not a good captain. My buddy over here is a good captain. Is that where that goes down? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Get him, Wesley. Paradise Lost? Part two of uh, uh, Changelings on Earth or whatever. Hunters? You know, that's going to be some Herogen business. And The Forge. And you told me that's one of the Vulcan episodes. It's in the Kirshara arc, yeah. Okay, I've got a good music suggestion for you off air. Excellent. Did they lose last week? Didn't they? I think they did. They probably did. Yeah, so we're back on the clock. Uh, Ben, have your notes ready by next week if you want to play. Thank you to uh, Barry and Shannon for sending us their notes on this. We will come back with another one of these in a few weeks. Uh, Send us mail for the next mailbag, which will be the week after the Star Trek episode uh, coming up. That's at Brother Date on the Twitter machine. Uh, brothers at BrotherDate.com is the email. BrotherDate.com is the website. iTunes is, um, it's like, it's a website. It's a platform. It's a platform? What would you call it? It's, uh, it's just like a big bird that embraces all <laughs> things. <laughs> What's Wikipedia? I'm just going to ask you uh. what all the websites are. <laughs> Uh, you can find us on iTunes and podcatchers that catch iTunes and maybe on Stitcher. Uh, yeah, we're kind of in a limbo state depending on whether <laughs> Stitcher can load uh, our RSS feed fast enough to index it. Okay. Uh, and that's it, everybody. Thanks for your patience. Thanks for being more patient than Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker is Anakin Skywalker's son. Do you know who Anakin Skywalker is? I don't know. All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs> So that Luke Skywalker, because his name's Skywalker, that's Anakin, Anakin Skywalker. You know, you know the who one he who is, was right? hanging out with Obi-Wan? The, you know who he is? The Jedi apprentice. Do I have to tell you who that is? <laughs> well, anyway, it's his kid. <laughs>